0: My name is Victor Young, and I am the Daily Life Coach. Thank you for joining me. We have a fantastic episode planned today, and it's entitled, Are You a Sword or a Shield? Well, that's right. We're going to find out which one you are today. Are you a sword or a shield? Well, if you've listened to me more than once, you know me, people. I got to give you a definition so that we can all be on the same page together. Let's start off by defining a sword versus a shield. See, I, I'm a sword. I have shield characteristics. When we, we all have characteristics of both. And when I'm talking about a sword or a shield, I'm not trying to get medieval times on you here, or samurai. What I'm referring to is your personality characteristics. Are you the individual who is the protector fighter of your group, church, home, team, are you the individual who raises your sword with honor, with great honor, to protect your loved ones, the individuals that mean the most to you? Or are you the individual who will go out of your way to think, plan, nurture the individuals around you to make sure they're protected? Make sure they're safe. I'm going to keep you out of trouble. Jack, the wagon, Mr. Jack Wagon. I'm going to keep you out of trouble by making sure you're not angered to wrath and respond in an aggressive manner. I'm going to make sure that you have all the things that you need so that you're comfortable and confident about yourself and able to go about your day in a very deliberate, very happy manner. Are you a shield? And, you know, people assume because you're a male or a female that all males are sword and all females are shields. That is not the case. There's some women out there that if you offend them or you cross them, they will whip out their sword and use it on you quicker than a guy will. Give you a little old school orange is a new black shanking. Is that what they call it? They call it shanking? I don't know. I'll have to look that up later. Producer, Google that for me. Back to the difference between a sword and a shield. That sword personality is aggressive. They might even be a little bit aggressively predictable, which is not good. I think that's one of the drawbacks of that sword personality is if you're not careful, you can really become predictable as a sword. People can push that button and they know you're going to snatch that puppy out of your holster, out of your sheath, is that what it's called? A sheath sounds like it. sheath. It's like a sword sound. I think that's why they call it that. Makes a sheathing sound as it's pulled, displayed in honor, like a knight. Why is it even important to know if you're a sword or a shield? Why? Because other people will know if you're a sword or a shield. And when others know about your characteristics your demeanor, the way that you think, the way that you're wired, you must know. In the world where there's a anything to gain or anything to lose, you must know yourself inside and out because your competitors, your teammates, your enemies, they will all know who you are. They will know you better than you know yourself at times because it's their job Or it may be in their best interest to know you inside and out. And without this ability to know you, they are at a disadvantage. Your coach can't coach you and maximize your skill sets without knowing you inside and out. Are you instinctively aggressive? Are you an individual that he can move into that striker position, that forward position to go attack? Or do you have a defensive mind that you want to protect the keeper? You and your fellow center back protecting that back line at all times. What are you? What are your characteristics? Shield versus a sword. Is one better than the other? I would say no. They're both necessary. Protective instincts are exhibited. They're executed they're shown in different ways from each individual that sword is going to hop out ahead of the process swords can be dangerous at times because we can be predictable I say we because I, I'm a sword and that predictability can lead us to that canyon that we're flanked on both sides in the top someone comes in behind us like the old westerns back in the day cowboy rides into the canyon on his horse gets into the canyon and someone cuts him off from behind Guys are standing up on the canyon banks, standing up top, and he's in a box. And he must fight his way from the box to his safety. But there's no fear from that sword fighting his way through some dark canyon. That's what we do before lunch, dark canyon fighters. But that shield is going to say, you know what, you may not want to go into that dark canyon. There might be some dangerous gremlins, minions, possums, raccoons. I don't know. Some wild beast of sorts. A panda. I don't know. Something dangerous lurks in that canyon. That shield is going to give us two other ways we can get to our destination. They're going to make sure we have protective clothing, sunscreen, a sandwich, backup bottled water. They're great planners. And I've had to learn to take on the characteristics of a shield. Because my primary temperament is that of a sword I used to be the individual that I would say hey we're going to climb this mountain and instead of packing a nice warm cozy mountain climbing kit and I would say don't worry there'll be individuals who didn't make it along the way we'll just take their coats and their rations and we'll charge to the top onward and upward we'll charge our way to the top we don't have food We'll find a polar bear, a sideways mountain climbing goat, and we'll make coats and have goat meat. I don't know. I, I just, I didn't plan. I charged ahead. And as I got older, I realized charging ahead with my sword wasn't always the best option. We're not talking about swords to try to talk anyone out of being a sword, because frankly, I'm still a sword. Once a sword, always a sword. It may be a samurai, ninja, I don't know, the sword type may change, but a sword is still a sword. You know, those shields have little holes in their game as well. Unfortunately, shields can be easily manipulated because they're so nurturing. They like to nurture. And that nurturing instinct can leave them open to individuals who are aware of who they are. Let's give an example, Mr. Shield. Two different types of managers. There's a manager who says, I need you to accomplish your performance goals by this date. And what do you need in order to accomplish your goal? Matter of fact, here's my sword. Talk to more customers. Jump higher, run faster, get it done. And then the Shield temperament says, Little Johnny Jack wagon, what do you need? What do you need? To make yourself better? What are you lacking in your life? And little Johnny Jack Wagon says, I just need you to do this for me for a while and show me how to do it, and I'll get better at it. No one's ever taught me. No one's ever taken the time to ask me these questions like you have. And the next thing you know, we're doing little Johnny Jack Wagon's work for him. Next thing you know, you found out he's been trained six times and he's a master at delegating his job functions to his leaders, his peers, his clients any and everyone he can possibly reassign his work to. Swords can be very difficult to work with at times because we have massive goals. We have no fear. We charge the line. We move the line. We make things happen. Shields like to ponder, think, plan, rethink again, consult, discuss. While a shield is doing all that, a sword's already gotten the job done a lot of times. That or he stacks them high while he's trying to figure it out, or she. It's okay to even tell people if you're a sword or a shield as long as you know the weaknesses or the vulnerability attached to being a sword or a shield. Once you declare who you are, individuals will try to exploit those weaknesses. And then the swords, you'll have every bear trap in the world thrown in front of you. You're so good at this. Will you go talk to this person for me? You're so good at this. Can you make this call? with no research notes, no background, no nothing. You're so good. Why are swords needed? That's that's the million-dollar question. Why is a sword needed in a relationship? I'll give an example. Swords are needed because every now and again, you just got to get things done. Every now and again, you've got to break a few eggs. And what I mean by that is this. Every now and again, some individuals will not be responsive to a nice, calm conversation. Every now and again, you've got to be able to put someone on a dime and say, by this date and this time, I need this expectation, this outcome, this delivery, this behavior, whatever it is. And swords are really good at that. Because we're in an age and a time where efficiency will be a part of our survival. We are... In the age of the machine, technology, efficiency, we've gone from innovation to automation. Now is not the time to back down and allow ourselves to be pushed around by slackers. It's not the time. Every team needs at least one sword on it that they can unleash when needed. There was a very specific battle that uh, I read about, and this army... Was protecting the mother state of their country, and they knew if they lost this position, they would lose their nation in war. Now this is a crazy story. This is history. I didn't make this up, and I'm not saying I would do this. However, they were so hell bent on not surrendering in this war and facing the carnage that occurs once you're captured that their general told their soldiers, if the individual in front of you is lost in battle, you will pick up their rifle and you will move forward. And if you are taken out in battle, the soldier behind you is to pick up your rifle, pick up your ammunition and continue to fight forward. Had this general's passion and love for his nation, for his country not been as resolute and strong as it was at the time, The world might look different today if that battle was lost. Now, was this guy very popular? When I read about this guy, I'm like, what a savage. And then I realize I like savagery at times. Because, again, it wasn't the popular thing to do in that moment. But unfortunately, the things that his enemy would have done to him, his family, the women, the children, that would have been left behind had they lost, would have been unthinkable. Swords make tough decisions at times, and those decisions might make the shields very uncomfortable. It will even make those shields question whether or not they wanted a sword on their team. But it's easy to think that way when you just won a very difficult battle situation and you've pushed through it. Don't be so judgmental on those swords at times. Sometimes a sword is necessary. And swords are only born out of a situation, an event, pushback. You know, a great contrasting couple that showed the difference between a sword and a shield can be found in the classic movie, Major Pain. If you haven't seen that movie, hop on Amazon or Netflix and check it out. Major Pain. You'll get a belly chuckle out of it. (laughs) Good old belly chuckle. Why do they call those belly chuckles? Producer? Yeah, write that down. Check on belly chuckle for me, please. Thank you. I want to find out who first used that term. Yes. Okay. You got it. All right. So check out Major Payne. One of his favorite lines after a hug from a little kid, after he spun the kid around and put him in the full Nelson was, you plotting on me, boy? You making me feel all funny and sad. He just wasn't used to that hug. Anyway, let me know what you think of Major Payne. Send me a little DM. Tell me if you enjoy it. Shields, you protectors you are definitely necessary as well. And sometimes swords don't appreciate the thinking and the planning and the hesitation and the things that are characteristics of being a shield, waiting for the blow to make impact and taking blow after blow and shot after shot. You know, it takes a real hero to stand in the pocket for somebody and take shots, take blows, take the beating. That's a mother or father standing in that gap for their family and, working hard to exhaustion dealing with the lack of appreciation, hoping and praying that one day someone wakes up and says, Mom, I appreciate you. Dad, I know you worked hard these last 37 years to take care of me. I am moving out of the basement. It stopped being a shield. The hardest thing in the world to do sometimes is, is to just stand when everyone else is running. Everyone else is moving. Just stand. That is scary. When the arrows are flying past you, there's pandemonium and chaos and destruction and crying and gnashing of teeth. Gnashing. I like using words like gnashing. And then out of all that chaos, the shield emerges from the storm that's passed and begins to clean up begins to rebuild, to reorganize. Because they plan to take that pounding and that beating and they plan to emerge. That was one of the toughest things I learned to do was just stand in the pocket and just watch wave after wave after wave of individual fall short, not apply themselves, and bring minimal, minimal value back to the team. But that... Shield instinct inside of me knew that if I can give this person a little bit more time, if I can stand in that gap and cover this person for a little while longer, one day when they ignite, they're going to be something special. That is the shield instinct. And every now and again, that person will do something stupid. You got to pull your sword out and you got to fight for this person. Man, that's frustrating. If I'm going to be a shield for you, let me be a shield. Don't make me be a sword and a shield. Now you're being greedy. Don't make someone stand in the gap and take the punishment for you and then have to fight for you the next few minutes. Jeez. Stop it already. Knowing if you're a sword or a shield is important because you won't know how to apply yourself. You won't know how to make yourself extremely efficient and valuable unless you can commit to knowing I'm a sword or a shield. But I expect to fall short because I set my goals so lofty and so high that if I hit them every day, I don't know. It wouldn't be a goal now, would it? It wouldn't be a great stretch goal. It wouldn't be a vision. Know what you are and accept it. If you're a sword, accept it. If you're a shield, accept it. And then build on it. How can I be the best darn shield in the world? How can I create margin for individuals in their life at my nonprofit? How can I shield them from all the horrible things that are happening around them and give them an opportunity to grow? And then they will one day also become a sword or a shield and protect others. If I'm a sword, how can I accept being a sword and fight for the individuals that are close to me? That was something that I, had, I struggled with. I struggled with the fact that every single time I had to use my sword, I would feel bad about it. I really wanted to be nice today. I didn't want to say anything mean. I didn't want to fight for anyone. I didn't want to fight for myself. I just wanted to have a sandwich. I just wanted a Reuben from the Carnegie Deli. And they closed the deli. And then things got crazy. That's all I wanted. A bowl of matzo ball soup. And a Reuben. And a black and white cookie. Hmm? Is that too much to ask for? People, is it too much? Instead, I end up with a dollar slice and an argument. I don't know. Things turn south. But I digress. Own up to who you are. Embrace it. And learn to be a master of it. Being a good sword will allow you to... Not have to yield that power all the time, but walk in the power, which is a difference from using it. When people know you have it and you respect it, they'll learn to respect it as well. You'll have less challenges. You'll have to pull that sword less and less, and you won't have the violent, wild swings that swords can have when they're raw, little swords that haven't been forged in fire yet. You won't have those pendulum swings from left to right wildly. You'll, You'll learn how to stay in the middle. And negotiate and communicate in a very forward, sword like fashion, but being respectful, staying out of the human resources office, no complaints, and you'll still be able to get things done. And if you're that shield personality, don't be so quick to want to throw your sword in the garbage. They exist for a reason, swords exist for a reason. Every now and again, someone has to stand up and set an example, pull a wagon, swing a sword, push back the aggressors, the attackers, the competitors, keep people from stopping, quitting, and giving up on themselves. Sometimes people need the comfort of knowing that a sword exists for them just in case something happens. Even if there's no imminent danger in front of them at the time, just knowing they have access to that sword just knowing that sword stands for them, like a parent standing for a child, like a law enforcement officer standing for his community, like a soldier standing for his country. We all need swords, and we all benefit from that sword every single day. So don't be so quick to knock that sword and want to throw them in the trash can, put them on the shelf. We need each other. And the key is learning how to efficiently manage the power we've been given, learning to grow within that characteristic we we share, we yield, we possess, knowing that our primary might be a sword and our secondary is a shield. or And that's what we want to do is being able to have a primary and a secondary, not just being one. We can't be a sword all the time and we can't be a shield all the time because in order to swing your sword you have to be able to lower your shield and in order to be able to protect yourself from the blow of another sword you must raise your shield you see that one must rise and then when there's no war there's no chaos they can coexist together in in the same place at the same time the key i want you to really be able to get from all this it's okay if you're a sword Embrace it, manage it, control it, use it to protect and to do great things. Interview your shield, respect those swords and swords respect the shields. Sometimes we can't win every battle by pulling our sword. Some battles can only be won by enduring the storm, by enduring the test, by enduring the blow of that sword until the yielder of that sword becomes tired. We need our shields just as much as we need our swords. With that said, I'd just like to thank all of our men and women in uniform, law enforcement, military, who help make this nation a safer, better place. Sometimes you are swords, sometimes you are shields, sometimes just your very name and your presence Your proximity to a foreign nation or domestically acts as a shield and deters those who would harm us. Thank you for joining me. Hope you enjoyed this episode of The Daily Life Coach. Are you a sword or a shield? Own it. Pick one. And most importantly, live fearless, my friends.